Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully you're staying warm in this frigid weather we've been having recently in our state. We're going to talk to a guest I used to talk to quite frequently on my radio program. In some instances, you'll find that economists can lean right or lean left. They will be fairly or unfairly labeled conservative or liberal. Gary Wolfram is none of those. He just tells it like it is and tells it like he sees it. Gary Wolfram, of course, is a professor of economics and public policy and the director of economics at Hillsdale College here in Michigan, and he joins us. Gary, how are you? Doing fine. Doing fine. We've had a good start to the semester. Had a couple of classes already. Yeah. And what are students like lately? Are they eager or do they get bored easily? Are they, do you find they're still trying to find their way where they stand in regards to fiscal policy or if they're conservative or liberal? What do you see? Well, they are very eager. They're very interested. And when I have an introductory class where I introduce them to how markets work and actually a book that Ludwig von Mises wrote in 1927 called Liberalism in the Classical Tradition. And what he talked about was how markets are the only system that can create wealth for the masses. And it was very interesting that he said what he was observing was a movement in 1927 away from the political philosophy of limited government and use of markets to allocate resources. And in 1927, he predicted the Great Depression. And this is sort of interesting because it's, you know, the Roaring Twenties. He predicts the Great Depression. He predicts World War II. He predicts the fascists will start World War II. He predicts prohibition will get repealed, all based on this movement that he's seeing towards socialism in in other parts of the world and fascism in Italy and Germany and progressivism in the United States. And he's seeing this sort of movement away from the what he calls the classical liberal political philosophy and basically says that we have to win the battle of ideas. And so that's what I focus on in my classes is to try to get students interested in making it so that they can explain these things to other people, not just say, well, Dr. Wolfram said it was so, but be able to explain it themselves. Well, Dr. Wolfram, it seems like we're right back there now. You have a minority group of people in power and out of power who, it appears, have really pushed a liberal socialistic agenda. Am I on course with that? You are on course with that. I think that the Biden administration has been too much to the left of center and is a something that has damaged our economic growth. I mean, we've had economic growth, but it's really factors of some of the things that went on before. It's definitely going to be a problem in the long run if we keep moving with this more government action. And what's the motivation for that, do you think? Is it power? Is it some type of, is it China and Russia infiltration? What's causing this? I think it's just that they believe that they know better than us than we about what we should be doing in our daily lives. And it's really a belief in gaining power. 
And that's sort of the major issue. And whenever you see somebody that is on that centrist left of center position to try to get the government to intervene in all sorts of things. I find this agenda amazing from the aspect of other people trying to coerce, trying to lead, trying to take over the leadership of people's children. And when you look at the basic communities, I'm living in the Lansing area, but I travel quite a bit. And when I see what has happened, not only through these last few years, but when you talk about what unions do, what liberalism does, what socialism do, I still see a lot of poor people. I see a lot of hungry people. I see a lot of homeless people. I see a lot of people who have mental health issues, and I don't see them getting the help that they need. Well, what Mises pointed out was that the only system that can create wealth for the masses is market capitalism. And when we move away from that, we get all sorts of unintended consequences. I mean, if you just think about it, I tell my students, if you're going to be, I'm going to place you any place you want to be born in the world, only you're going to be the poorest person there. Where do you say? You don't say, you know, Venezuela, you say a market capitalist system, someplace that's in the top 20% of the index of economic freedom. We're talking with Gary Wolfram, who's the director of economics and a professor of political economy at Hillsdale College. When we come back, Gary, I want to talk more about the economy and maybe some solutions to the economy and how to make it better for many of us. We'll do that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. At DBI, we do office by exceeding our customers' expectations since 1984. DBI offers more products and services than any other office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. For office needs, visit dbiyes.com. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're talking with Gary Wolfram from Hillsdale College. So, Gary, my solution to help a lot of folks is pretty easy. If we get back to the capitalistic system and we really allow the private sector as well as the charity sector, as well as the faith-based community to really start diving in and helping the folks who I think need help, the homeless, people with mental issues, people with drug issues, people who are poor, and maybe we find resources to give them those. What do you say? Well, I think you're exactly right. I mean, if you look at when in Scrooge, when his uncles come or his come to ask him about He's Uncle Scrooge, but when his nephews come to ask him to give money to help out the poor, he says, are there no poor houses, right? He doesn't say bah humbug. <laughs> he basically says, you know, basically what he says is, isn't the government supposed to take care of this? You've been telling me that the government's supposed to take care of this. So what happens is when you start looking towards the government to take care of the poor, then you begin to think you don't have to take care of the poor. And 
Actually, America is one of the most charitable places in the world, if not the most charitable place in the world. But we really have to realize that we are the ones that have to take care of the poor people. We can't just rely on taxing others in order to make the poor better off. We have to go out and contribute on our own and become involved in our faith community and interact with the other people. And that's really what we need to do. As I, you know, I mentioned this in my class, this is about, you know, Scrooge, but it's, you know, that's how we will solve the problem of poverty is to make sure that we have a market-based system with limited government to protect life, liberty, and property. And then we will undertake the charity. From an economic point of view, how's Michigan doing? Michigan is not doing particularly well. In fact, I had got some data here. Michigan's real GDP in the third quarter, real gross domestic product, which was the size of the Michigan's economy in the third quarter, it was in the bottom 20% of the nation. And if you look at other data from 20 to 2022, it was below the national average. The real GDP growth was below the national average. And there's the Comerica Bank has a Michigan Activity Index, and it's lagged behind the national growth rate and has been in decline for much of 2023. And, you know, they repealed when the Republicans lost control of the Michigan Senate for the first time since 1984. And I was there. I was the economist for the Republican senators in 1984 when John Engler was majority leader in the Senate. And they lost control. And since then, we've repealed the right to work. And we enacted the prevailing wage that you contractors have to use union wage for state contracts. And we've had a whole movement towards more government intervention. And to rather than lower taxes in general, to give tax breaks to particular entities. The Mackinac Center I just had here um, noticed that they had done a study where they estimate that the Governor Whitmer has approved over $3 billion in corporate tax incentives over the past year through the things like the Economic Development Corporation, where you're giving specific benefits to specific companies rather than lowering the tax rate altogether. I don't know if you've been following, but you know the tax rate was cut and it was supposed to be cut for the Republicans. And most people believe that the tax cut was supposed to be permanent when it was dropped when we had a surplus. But now the Democrats are saying that it's only for the one year that it's going to go back up to 4.25%. And so there's just been a number of things that have looked at an expansion of government in Michigan. And I think that's one of the reasons that Michigan hasn't been doing so well. In fact, if you look at the U-Haul has an interesting number, it's called their one-way growth index, where they look at U-Haul trucks that only go in one direction. And it turns out that a Michigan was 46th in 2023 in terms of people moving to Michigan as opposed to people moving out of Michigan. And it was 48th in 2022. So it's pretty clear that People aren't moving to Michigan. They're moving out of Michigan. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Gary Wolfram. Gary, my question to you will be, what do you foresee for 2024? We'll do that next here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.
When you fly Lansing, you are just one stop away from over 500 amazing global destinations. The Capital Region International Airport, your gateway to the world. Visit flylansing.com for more information. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Gary Wolfram. Well, Gary, 2023 was a bummer, kind of. <laughs> what do you see for 2024? Well, I think 2024 in general is not going to have the economic growth nationally that it has. I think we're going to get a slight downturn near the second half of the year. Michigan, I think, is going to, again, fall below what the national growth is. I think Michigan is going to, it'll be doing okay. I don't think we're going to have a major recession, but I don't think we're going to get the economic growth that we otherwise would have if we were more dedicated to a less government intervention and general reduction in taxes rather than reduction in taxes for individuals or individual corporations. So I think that we're not going to have a great year. I don't think we're going to have super high unemployment rates. Unemployment is still going to be relatively high. Part of that's because labor force participation rates have gone down and it's not spread out the same. If you look at some of the businesses that are, for example, small restaurants and those sorts of things have been hit harder than other places. So I would say it's going to be a C plus for the year. Gary, what do you think will happen with the upcoming general election nationwide here? Should it go one way or the other? Should it go Republican or Democrat as far as the president is concerned? Should the Republicans take over the majority in both the House and the Senate? At the state level or at the federal level? At the federal level. Well, at the federal level, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be important to restore some of the things that happened in the Trump administration, and in particular, the reduction in the corporate income tax. If what happens is the Democrats gain control, then we're going to see an increase in corporate income tax. We're going to see probably an attempt to raise taxes on individuals. I can see just, you know, tax increases coming out of this whole thing. And if you look at, you know, historically, we know that lowering taxes results in economic growth and oftentimes will result in increased tax revenue, as Arthur Laffer pointed out many years ago. Gary, I'm far from an economist, but if we have had 10 million new people come across the border and they need to be housed and fed and their kids have to go to school and we have to take care of their health care needs and it could be more than 10 million it sure seems like that's going to put a lot of stress and strain on the system we've seen how states and cities are being affected but i wonder when everyday americans are going to see this and what this is going to do to our economy well, I think if we're going to let people in, we should let them in with work visas. I mean, if that's what you ought to do. I mean, you shouldn't let people just come in and say, oh, well, we're going to take care of you. You know, in fact, when I grew up in Fresno, California, we had a thing called the Becerro program where you could come in from Mexico and work in the fields and then you could go back. And so the idea here should be that if you're going to land in the United States from someplace, then go find a job. And if you find somebody that will say, well, I'll take you in, well, that would be okay too. 
you know, if you, Tony said, hey, I'm willing to, you know, bring these two, you know, children into my family and adopt them or foster them, then that could work. But to simply put it on the burden of everyone and to overwhelm the hospitals and overwhelm, you know, everything is the wrong way to go. Let's, again, if you're going to come in, have a work visa and get yourself a job. Gary, the COVID really put the world economy in disarray as well as our country, as well as our state. We've got two wars going on now in Ukraine and with the Israeli fight against Hamas. There's just the economy in China is struggling. Same in Russia. How much does the world economy affect the United States economy affects Michigan's economy? Well, there is certainly a significant effect, but at the level that we're in right now, it is obviously not major. We still got real GDP growth and unemployment rate below 4%, but certainly it's something that you have to be concerned about. I mean, if international trade and all sorts of other things are going to be totally affected by this. We've been talking with Gary Wolfram, who is the director of economics and a professor at Hillsdale College. I would suggest that you follow him. He's on X. He's on LinkedIn. Gary, I can't wait to talk to you again. I've got a lot of other questions here, but we're out of time. I appreciate you so much, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.